Welcome, McSauce Casters. This is Matt, and thank you for joining us for the second part of our The Last Jedi review. Like I said at the end of the last episode, the initial recording for this podcast was over four hours long. So we figured, let's just break it up into a few different podcasts. Actually, it looks like it's going to be four, but that makes it a more manageable portion, and we'll keep them coming pretty fast here. So without further ado, Strap yourselves in and get ready for part two of The Last Jedi Discussion. What I, what I want to say, though, about the, the ending with Luke, that was my favorite part of the movie. And um, I liked the moment when he, you know he's going to go out and face uh, the First Order and Kylo Ren, and he goes through the doors, and that music is playing, and it's so heavy. And I was absolutely, like, riveted. I was on the edge of my seat with, like, anticipation. Did, or, you, did you know at that point it wasn't? really Luke no but I knew something wasn't right because his beard wasn't didn't have gray in it anymore well what were you putting what were you putting together at that point like what what was your mind's rationale for he's got a haircut he used just for men why does he look like this now I I don't know I I didn't have it put together and he had the lightsaber I I didn't have it put together. I thought yet. it was weird that it was the blue lightsaber. I know I this is a nitpick. No, no, it's not a nitpick. We've been I, I dying know, for the green lightsaber. Yeah. Like I that know, was, I know we're fanboys by no, by being upset that it's, it's not like we are, his lightsaber that he that he made that should be closer to his heart than than the blue one. I don't know. No, Ian, we are observant viewers. Like, how come Kylo Ren isn't like, hey? I just ripped that lightsaber in half. Something's up here. Right. Right. No, I agree. Plot holes you can fly the Falcon through. This movie's got a lot of them. We're going to get to that. Because, like, up to this point, this is about as nice as I'm going to be to this movie. But I want to be fair about it. Yes, Venom. And and I really, really loved the sequence when he went out there and and he's staring down all these walkers. Just him by himself. And I expected them to shoot at him. Matt, and, and I loved it would, too. He would stop the, the lasers like Kylo Ren did. That's kind of what I Force thought he Awakens, was going to do. Right. Because you'd expect Director 2 to have watched the movie that came before. And been right. like, oh, hey, this powerful thing that happened before that was kind of outside, but not, not crazy. It was like a more advanced... What? thing that we've seen before darth vader kind of let them hit his his palm hey kylo ren right. a little bit more mighty every, stop stuff so Luke far could halt a bunch of walkers up to blasts. this point we've seen force hologram force connection mm-hmm. force ghost lightning strike uh, there's no there's force ghost interacting with the real world right. yeah there is complete precedent set for force ghost bubble that force, those lasers can't penetrate. Uh, force force field is what. Force we're. force field. Yes. Right. So or the I expected that to happen. Field. But, but that sequence, I thought it looked really cool, and the music mixed with it. it it's like truly one of my favorite Star Wars moments. Um, it, like seriously, it's <clears> right <throat> up there with the first time. My my personal favorite Star Wars moment is Empire Strikes Back when Luke walks to the top of the steps in the uh, carbon freezing um, facility. And and the lighting and when he the two of them light up their sabers, um, that's that, my favorite moment. Yeah, that's a great Th- one. This is right up there with it for me. I like with the music and everything. It was great. And I love um, things that we really liked. I loved Kylo Ren throughout the whole thing. But when he he get he has them drop him off down there and he comes up and just the way that Kylo Ren fights with his lightsaber, kind of that like arched back, hunched over style, swinging the broadsword and like them just standing facing off against each other with the red everywhere. Yep. It was it was it was really striking. If it you, was really cool. And it did have the emotional weight behind it because 
clearly he, thought, he was clearly our hero Kylo Ren was facing down his childhood like almost <laughs> almost murderer the guy murderer that all tried to kill him in his bed so if I was like yeah cut that old man in half chop off his newly dyed beard if you've listened to this podcast before you know I am an Adam Driver fan and I thought you were a power guy Kylo Ren is like Hamlet <clears throat> and the second time the second time I saw this movie like I really keyed in on how good Adam Driver is in this movie. Like, I am so sick of seeing, you know, Kylo Ren's just a whiny bitch. Yeah, that's a creative choice. That's on purpose. I do follow emo Kylo Ren on Twitter. He's great. <clears throat> like, that's like that's not that's not an accident. That's not poor acting by Adam Driver. That's him delivering the performance he's been given. It's and a combination he fucking. Kills it. It's a he is so good it's in the conflicted parts, in the petulant parts. There's a scene like I love I, I, the scene where they're still up in Kylo Ren's ship, and Kylo Ren's like fire every blaster on that guy, and Huck's right behind him, like fire every blaster on that guy, and Adam Driver just gives him this look afterwards, like come on, man, and it's he doesn't say a word, but he delivers it. He nails it. The scene with him and Ray. In the elevator, going up to see Snoke, there is so much electricity between those two in that scene. Like he's just—he nails fighting off what he wants to be and what he doesn't want to be. He's so good. Adam Driver is so good. Any, I love Kylo Ren. Anybody I that love Ben Solo. Anybody that doesn't like that performance is, hasn't been paying attention to the originals or the prequels. Well, like it's an extension of his grandfather and his uncle who beha- behaved in similar fashions. Like it's just a unchained, untethered, crazy version of that. But it's it's the same. It's and in, it's it's and, such and a connection. In a lot of ways, it's more frightening. Then the you know calculated control of the emperor of Darth Vader because I've been around people that I don't know if they're gonna kiss me or put my eye out with a cigar and that's Kylo Ren like he is he's you don't know which way he's gonna go I didn't know he and smoked. Adam Driver kills it put your eye out with a broadsword. He's so broadsword. good if we're talking good things yeah. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren really so made really made and. While I think that the line delivered by Snoke, take off that ridiculous mask, is a meta snipe at the audience, I think it's a great choice for Adam Driver to be able to act um, without the mask, without the hindrance of the mask throughout the whole movie. Just like the tone of his voice, the way that he delivers the lines, it's just, it's excellent. Yeah, I, I think they I muddied. Didn't get that that was meta at all, actually. Yeah, I, I took it, well, by itself. Sure, maybe not, but there are there there are just so many other things that I took as it, shots at people that love this universe. It it completely made sense to me in the fact that you know Snoke basically said everything that we said about Kylo Ren after the Force Awakens. He gets beat by this girl who has like no training, never held a lightsaber. That's like the definition of meta, though, man. And and he says it. Yeah, but you're complaining about the mask thing, and it, he basically... That's another part of it, though, too. Like, you got beat by a girl with no training. No, I, I think the... Internet complaining. Yeah, I'm, I'm with... Like, I agree I, I agree with Ian about the mask thing, because and specifically the way it ties into let the past die, forget the old stuff. The old stuff is the bad guy with the mask. Darth Vader with the mask. Let that go. Let the past die. Get rid of that ridiculous mask. So that in that way, I think it's meta. I don't think it's, I don't think it's meta in the way of Kylo Ren. You're a better actor without the mask. No, 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 no. I, I, I think it's. We're not going to have a Darth Vader. If you thought we were, we're not. You're, you're stupid. Take that ridiculous mask off. We're subjecting. See, I don't, I don't get the first part. It makes sense in the context of the way the movie played out for him to say, "You aren't." Darth Vader, who he's obviously obsessed with, he you know he was talking to him in the first one, um, and uh, in this one he doesn't talk to him, but Snoke like actually acknowledges he's a wannabe, um, and and his failure in the first one, 
he's basically just, you know, giving him the business saying you're, you're a wannabe. Stop it. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, it's kind of meta, but it's, 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 it's in combination with, but it's, I don't think it's, it is. I think it's the story. Then, then I think, <laughs> Matt, that's, I think that's that, the I def- think that the story, that's the definition, and- that's the definition of meta, that it is part and parcel with the story. And it is also is speaking, to giving the a message to the, through thing. the fourth wall. I don't think that they were giving a message through the fourth wall. I think that it is a normal, uh, a normal trajectory for those characters based on the events from the previous one. That's fair. Um, I mean, I, I disagree, but we'll have to agree to disagree. Okay, uh, I think we can get <laughs> Is into that. What we do here? Do we want to talk That's about we Snoke while we're talking about Snoke? Sure, let's get in some Snoke. Uh, Matt, how, do you, how do we think that Snoke looked? Matt, give me some, give me some Snoke opinions. Snoke looked really different than he did in the uh, Force Awakens. Did you guys notice that? I I did think that he looked very different. Although, I, attrib- I, I attributed what, it to I real he life. Cool. I, I attributed right. I attributed it to real life Snoke, not big hologram Snoke. Yeah, I I was I was cool with his overall look, right, like his like sort of uh, unsettling, uneven eye and his his half he, jaw, yeah, his half yeah, mandible, his, yeah, his, his, his half really crooked golden teeth. Like I thought, he his was size disgusting. was really cool. I liked that he was a little bigger than a big person. Yeah, like he was a weird size. Did we like the throne room? All redded out, like all make America great again. (laughs) With the because you know that was a specific choice. It was, but with all of the the, all of the rest of the social commentary in this movie, that was a choice. Uh, um, See, I I disagree with that. It's the colors of the you know evil and the empire and and target. Wait, what are you saying, Paul? Exactly, Ian. Meta. Definition of meta. It works. Uh, you, in wait, the story, wait, wait, wait. Back up. Do you really think that that through part, the fourth wall. Do you really think that you're being an asshole? <laughs> yeah, so I know. I, I, think, we, I, I think, know, I know, I think I know. that's a stretch, but so much social commentary in this movie. There well, was. Let's get we'll, to that. And we'll let's get go. to that. Well, Snoke, we'll get to we'll, that. We'll get to that. Snoke, th- Throne Room, the um, Samurai Matt, Guards. I'm not Did we kidding. like all that stuff? I'm not kidding tonight, listeners. If this goes four hours, you're going to get two Last Jedi podcast. That's we'll split fine. This I just don't want to get hung up We're on one a roll. thing. I want to get it all. That's that's all. Sno- let's talk. Let's talk. Snoke. Ian, you think he looked a little different? You think he looked different? I, Ian, I thought you he liked looked him. cool. I was okay. I thought he looked kind of cool. I, he was dese- he was unsettling. Yeah, I agree. I wish that he would have looked a little more similar. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Considering I, Matt, you have to watch the first movie to know if he looked different or not. And I mean, you can't ask the filmmakers to watch <laughs> fucking so well, many. Don't movies. you don't you expect the digital artists to have seen the first? I mean, movie? who gives a shit? Who they need some fuck? kind of reference. Ryan Johnson doesn't need to see it, but the digital That's artists. That's how Ryan Johnson hired reference. everybody. He was like, "Did you see the Force Awakens? Yeah, I saw it. Nope, you're not hired. Uh, uh, Next. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah. No, Matt. Do you I was have just something? gonna say, aside from him not kind of looking quite the same and he should because he's a digital character so it should be very simple to make him look the fucking same um i thought that uh he had a really cool look i like that he was emperor-esque in you know in in the sense that he had the throne and he had kind of this like booming kind of voice that was creepy uh and i liked that he had kind of the opposite as far as like attire he had rather than just dark hooded robe he had like more like golden pajamas and it worked it worked it was very iconic and that's and it kind of looked like it and that's the thing that's really cool about a lot of star wars characters is their their outfits are very iconic you know you could see an outfit and know who we're talking about um and uh, and Snoke is no different. You know, if you just saw his clothes, you could name who that is. So great look, sounded great, was scary. Like I loved when they displayed his powers right away. When he slams Hux, uh, who boy, where do we get to Hux? But when he slams Hux to the ground and flips him around and everything, um, I I thought, cool, this guy is really badass. Didn't last very long, but. But I liked it. I liked Snoke a lot. Um, do we think Snoke in this lines up with 
the character that we are introduced to in The Force Awakens. Physically or character-wise? I no because I think I, I like I don't I don't really know we get so little of him in the first one I think we get he, so little of him in this one too. I think he looked different yeah well yeah we do because Snoke I am one hundred percent I will go to the fucking firing firing squad on this one that. J.J. Abrams with the hologram. A, with your, are you going? Or are you sending your Skype? No, I'll, I'm going to go myself because I'm a real hero, <laughs> not a Skype hero. That J.J. Abrams had a plan with Snoke. He had a story with Snoke, and Ryan Johnson didn't like it. He didn't like the character, and he wrote him out. One hundred percent, I believe that's what happened. We may never know, but I fucking guarantee that's how that went down. Because Ryan Johnson had carte blanche on this Ryan Johnson was like, that seems like an Emperor character that's supposed to be the dominant force of evil. Guess what? Subvert your expectations. We're just going to kill him pretty because early. Unexpected. Fairly early. Not because early. it's right, but because it's unexpected. I, I didn't like Snoke. I thought the one scene where he stood up and walked, I thought the, the CG was terrible. I thought it looked ridiculous. I saw it twice. I looked specifically for it the second time. It looked just as bad. But when they did the close-ups, it was so good. And it was so fucked up. And he was so weird looking. And he had those wispy white eyelashes. And his eyes were offset. And I think I didn't like him because it was too real. Yeah, he was, <laughs> was, he too was pretty unsettling to look at. He was too fucked up. Like I, I don't think I liked it for all the reasons that I shouldn't have all liked right, it. So... So they very unexpectedly decided to kill Snoke in this movie. Spoilers. They killed him, right? What do we think of that? What do we think of the way it happened? And what do we think of it just happening in general? I think that if they would have given it a little bit more time, if they would have had a little bit more pace and structure to structure to the film, and they would have had that scene with Snoke being killed towards the end. And if we have, if we're going to have, the 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 moment both times that got the biggest cheer in the audience in the moment that I felt myself be like oh fuck that's that is surprising kind of hell yeah is whenever Snoke gets killed the lightsaber flies over Ray grabs it she stands up and when then Kylo Ren and Ray start fighting as 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 a team and I thought that Kylo Ren at that point had turned and we were gonna get a, a team up. They were going to they were gonna fight together. And I was cool with that, especially if they would have paced this out a little bit more to, so it's towards the end, so we get to know a little bit more about Snoke and the First Order and all of his powers, um, and really see the conflict in in Kylo Ren and maybe have him become um, you know, part of the resistance at that point. I I would have liked that better. And I think that's what the audience wanted at that point. My game for The Last Jedi review is what should have happened. And so if you put the big showdown, the big struggle between Snoke, Kylo Ren, and Rey at the end of the movie, and you get... Like we can satisfy, we can essentially satisfy both parties with this ending. We can satisfy subversion of expectation, and we can give the audience a big cheer. If it, one of the last things we see, like the big last battle standoff, is Kylo Ren and Rey, they take down Snoke together, and everyone cheers, everyone's happy. But then Ryan Johnson gets his way, and that's when you, that's when you realize. Yeah, that's not Kylo Ren's game. Kylo Ren is still on... He still believes in order, the first order. And then they... Him and Rey go separate ways. Right. But instead... And you can even have the moment down on Crate with Luke saving the rest of the Resistance fighters. You can have those dueling things happening at the same time. And, like, I... I, I'm, uh, I think about, the, you know, Snoke like I do the Emperor and... We didn't know, like we didn't we didn't know any more about the emperor after 
you know, by the time he dies in Return of the Jedi, then we do about Snoke and and in this movie, he's the leader of the bad guys. He's someone that our supposedly main bad guy follows. But there was just there was I, I maybe it's just the way Star Wars has la- been laid out over all of these years. We have the prequels to back up story about the Emperor, so we do know things, but when you see who Darth Vader's talking to in Empire, original theatrical cut Empire, not even edited special editions, he's got a bigger bad guy that we know nothing about. But in the original trilogy, it's more clear who the Empire is, who the leader of the Empire is. In this trilogy... Like how dominant the Empire is and how yeah, the, down on their luck the Rebels are. And that, and that, and that's, the, that's the framework I was putting Snoke in. But the problem with this trilogy is... So, the Republic, it, it's the good government. The Resistance are the army of the good government fighting off the Rebellion... The first Which order. is the first order. Right, yeah. Why would you name the resistance? What are you resisting against? The, the first order. The political setup in The Force Awakens is a complete disaster. So you mean to tell me Starkiller Base blows up a planet and four moons and that takes out the entire galactic government? I saw that fucking government thing in the prequels that's a big room that's more than five planets that's a lot of shit you mean to tell me by the time the force awakens ends and luke gets that lightsaber that the first order runs the galaxy it's fucking nonsense so there's no like, real that's timeline a whole movie in between that they like yeah, missed out there's on. no there's no timeline right, right. there's no set you know, delineation of who runs water, who's responsible for what. All of a sudden, the resistance or the rebellion again. But wait, whoa, whoa, you were just, you were just the army of the biggest galactic senate ever. What happened to everybody else? It doesn't make sense. So what is but, this? Okay. Ryan Johnson's catchphrase: It doesn't matter. What does that have to do with Snoke again? Because, like, because we don't know what Snoke is. We don't know. Like, is he the leader of the... Re- Technically, he's the a leader of the Rebellion. Because re- he's... The, the First Order is rebelling against the greater, the greater political body, which is the Republic in The Force Awakens. Right. But all of a sudden, like, there's, there's not enough time between The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi to have a complete political For the, for the resistance to be down to one planet full yeah, of it, it just, evacuating it, I mean, it just does It just doesn't make sense. Logistically, fighters. it doesn't make sense. But we don't know... We don't know what... Like, that's all we know about Snoke. He leads the... He leads the First Order, but he's supreme leader. But what does that mean? And he's a... He's a... He's not a Sith... But he's force sensitive. But what does that mean? Like, there's so there's so many there's so much unknown about him right. that it's not like the emperor the emperor's storyline from Empire. He's he's the big bad guy, easy, simple, Darth Vader's boss. And then you get a little bit more into Jedi, and that's all you need to know. He's a larger, he's a more powerful force user than Darth Vader. And is that is that the point of this one? All we need to know is that he is a larger force user than Kylo Ren. Is it our gathered Star Wars knowledge from all these years that makes us question more? Well, I think it's also about the, what Snoke it, is than just also, believing that he's the bigger bad guy. It's also the groundwork that the prequels set with some of the you know the Sith dynamics and. The fact that they've kind of thrown some of that stuff to the wayside in the new trilogy, they don't have. Doesn't seem like there's they a don't, lot of. They don't directly mention it, but Disney has confirmed those are canon. So that 
I mean, if we're going to gather all the Wait, actual knowledge, yeah. the prequels are canon. Yeah, I wasn't questioning When did that. anybody dispute that? I wasn't questioning that. Right, I, but, but that that's my point. We have that knowledge as well. Th- that that was also my point. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what I was saying. And that's why that's why this is so confusing. So it's really weird that they like the way they kill Snoke, I, I guarantee it's because Ryan Johnson just didn't like him. Yeah, well, okay, so that presents a couple things. Um, one, when uh, my the biggest uh, thing that I took away right after I saw the movie, um, when I exited the theater, I the very first thing I thought was they clearly are making this up as they go. It was never mapped out. Like, clearly. Like, it just, there's too many inconsistencies with things that were set up in one that You're fucking Disney. You mean to tell me you can't call J.K. Rowling and be like, how do you set up a good series? You gotta read the, um, the art of uh, The Force Awakens and you can just see how limited they, the scope was when they were creating that movie. They didn't have this trajectory um, kind of mapped out for the second and third movie. It's kind of crazy. Um, you know, I realized the original Star Wars was basically made like this, but like, that's, they kind of got lucky that that worked like that. And it also was coming from essentially one creator's mind. So right. that person was putting together things that made sense for him in his world that he created right. it's so this is so piecemeal together by very disparate visions of how star wars is jj abram star wars is worlds different than what we got with this movie yeah it really is and uh you know it's so funny that jj abrams was a bit of a lightning rod for criticism because you know, it was too much like the original star wars movie blah 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 um, and everybody was on the, on the Ryan Johnson bandwagon. Everybody thought that he was making a masterpiece, really. Like everybody was kind of disappointed when J.J. Abrams was announced as the episode nine director after they fired Colin Trevorrow, which by the way, I had read recently that Colin Trevorrow and I believe Mark Hamill both did not agree with the way that Luke was being treated in this and didn't mm-hmm. like it. And as a result, that's why Colin Trevorrow was removed. Wow. Now, who could be total nonsense off the internet, but it kind of doesn't seem outside the realm of possibility because I think most hardcore Star Wars fans, and I want to say Colin Trevorrow, J.J. Abrams, and even Ryan Johnson are big-time Star Wars fans, in spite of the fact that Ryan Johnson made a movie that felt very, <laughs> to put it to put it mildly, he was very liberal in what he felt he was allowed to do. You know, he had a lot. He he basically had no leash. Um, he, I I think that his biggest, my biggest criticism is that he he didn't know what was important to the core of the film, and he placed preference on things that I think are just side stories and nonsense. Well, yeah, maybe. And we're going to get into that, but um, definitely what I want to, what I wanted to talk about a little bit with Snoke was I really enjoyed that moment. Now I thought that it was going to take place at the end of the movie based on the trailer. We knew that Ray was going to, you know, interact with Snoke and he was going to torture her and that was going to be the end of the movie. Right. Um, it wasn't. I was fine with it being in the middle. Uh, I was fine with them killing Snoke. It was a really cool surprise. But after it happens, you realize, boy, there is a void left by removing the biggest and baddest of the bad guys in this new trilogy. And yeah, we should have some more backstory on him because this isn't the first one and two movies of the saga. This is a continuation of something where a guy suddenly shows up in between episodes with no explanation. We should know because he wasn't there in the previous one. Suddenly he's there and he's all powerful. So we need to know how he fits into this story. And, and 
I, I think that there's a lot of room and a lot of history that you could somehow connect them back to things like that's that is that's the point of a lar of of a saga that it's this big gigantic story that has moving parts and different kinds of histories that you can pull from right. and you can pull these cool things from the past it, to make the the present and future more interesting. It seems like they are going to address Snoke in a novel or a comic book or a video game. And that's bullshit because he needs to be addressed in the movies, but he's dead. And oh, we're moving man. forward with the story. What? Let's get into specific storylines being saved for other Disney ventures that is completely fucked up. Well, well I, I want to finish your point on Snoke there. Um, well, the point is, is that the timing of it was really weird. Like when I'm seeing it in the movie and it happened, I was like, oh my God, that was cool. Didn't yeah. see that coming. I can't believe they killed Snoke just like that. And the way that they killed him, it was pretty brutal. They stab him in the gut and then they slice right through him. And they come back to him later on yeah. when Hux comes back. You see his like, hips and legs slide and off like, the there's chair. A, like they come in and they you it's see a close up of like oh, him yeah. like dead drooling that on the floor. That stood out the second time. Like that's yeah. yeah, like that's that's brutal. It man. was very brutal, and it was like it was so like <laughs> unceremonious the way that they just offed this guy that you expect to be a major major player, and and that's one of the problems is like. The ranks of the villains in this new trilogy are really thin right now. And Snoke was like the top of the of the tier, you know, he was the the A number one Snoke. But they got rid of him. Just like that. And I think that, you know, it it I don't think it hurt the last Jedi necessarily to do it the way that they did it because the ending that we got in The Last Jedi with Luke kind of doing what he did, I was okay with. Might have been cool or cooler if Luke had done that maybe against Snoke or something. I don't know. But um, but I, I really like that Luke moment. But I I see it being a problem for the for the next one, although I have my own like prediction for that. Well, well, the ranks of the villains are thin, but there are some villains that were introduced in The Force Awakens that they could use. It would have been a good screenwriting move to maybe mention them in this film. The Knights of Ren do exist and are around. Do they still exist? Who? Who, who, who knows? Who? I mean, maybe the right. Knights do of they? Ren. I mean, do they? they because could, we only they saw... They possibly could. We they could. But, but we only saw them... In a in, in the Force dream, Awakens. in a dream, in a dream, but they could exist. Well, right? no, no, maybe no, no, there's no, no, de no, they could no definitive evidence they that they are not. There's in no existence. definitive evidence that they do really exist. So you're saying that they were an exclusive dream, that they weren't real at all, that that was all fiction. Who knows? Even though Snoke based on based on what we've seen now, we don't know. Even though Snoke says to Kylo Ren, "You, the knights, the master of the Knights of Ren," we don't see them. Shut up! Are you? A we don't. Where are they? Are at? you an NFL where do they referee? Exist? Did the Knights of Ren not survive the ground? <laughs> where did? Where? Where are the Knights of Ren? We don't know. Is because, that gonna? We don't know because be Ryan Johnson didn't watch that movie, so he didn't know to add he only them read into Dark Empire. <laughs> he didn't know. I can't blame him. He didn't know he didn't watch the movie. He didn't know to yeah. even mention them in passing. Yeah, I, I don't. So that's a that's a villain no, that's loaded. No, Matt, that that's could great be used. because I don't I don't I, I saw like I don't remember him specifically referencing the Knights of Ren. You're but, gonna take my word for it though, right? Yeah, I am okay. because I. Well, do you, I wait, trust wait. Your brain so more you're, than you're, I do mine. you're saying that they were just a dream, even though the other parts of that dream sequence were things that happen no i was i was so you're being, just gonna pick and choose uh, no i was being i was being funny because that that funny was? way to be funny asshole no i i was because you the realize whole, how sensitive he is right now I know, you can't i know because the whole dream seek the whole force vision with ray like if she if her parents are just junk traders if she doesn't really have any based on what we know 
from three prequels and three original trilogy movies. And how Six the f- movies total, yeah. And how the Force works and the Force Awakens. Like, we've never... Like, the only way she would hear Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and see she Bespin's carbon freezing chamber. She didn't? No. Wasn't Qui-Gon part of that? No, it was uh, Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Luke. All right, so the only way she would hear those voices, see the carbon freezing chamber, like, experience things that that blue lightsaber went through was if the lightsaber imprinted traumatic experiences onto it. Okay. Now, granted, The Last Jedi is in pure make-up-the-force territory. Right. But, like, that stuff happened in a movie that kind of sort of followed the rules of what was set before it. Oh, so you're saying that based on the rules, the fluid rules of this movie, the the Mad Lib style right. so, of well, screenwriting. No, no, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that... like the, I don't understand where you're going. If you're right, imprinted here, here, trauma, right, look, then look, it imprinted the trauma going. of them being there. Right. Let, him, let him explain. Here's, okay. what, here, here's where I'm going with this. If Ray, if Ray isn't a blood relative of Luke or Obi-Wan, then the only way she can see those happenings and like experience those times through touching the lightsaber is if an object imprinted on it the traumatic experiences of real life. Okay. Through the Force. Okay. Are you with me? Sort of. Go ahead. Right. That's what. That's what. That's what I'm saying. So. So how does this make the Knights of Ren not real and just a dream? Because moving into the Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson's kind of making up his own rules, and they're like. But since Matt says, Snoke says, Snoke has mention of the Knights of Ren. I guess they really do exist, and that was a thing that happens. But when we see. Kylo Ren's flashback to what happened the night of the Jedi Temple burned down. Luke's flashback. There's no mention of anything else. If we just watch this movie... Right, because that blue lightsaber isn't involved in that. It's, hey, Kylo Ren brought the house down on me, and Kylo Ren's like, I brought the house down on him. Like, there isn't a whole lot after that. Right, but that's a separate incident. Like, that might be a separate thing. Like, that might be after... Like, there's time... In between that happening and then the Knights of Ren, right? The Knights com- of like, Ren, he, coming he's wearing the, the Kylo he, Ren like, outfit after his uh, after his uncle tries to do stuff to him in the night, according to Ryan Johnson. After he pulls a Jerry Sandusky on then, him, oh Matt, then oh, is it too soon? Then he goes off into the world, uh, off into the galaxy, and does other things. Clearly forms the Knights of Ren, becomes obsessed with his grandfather, and becomes Kylo Ren. Wait, those are two Kyle, whoa, separate whoa, whoa, whoa. instances, two uh, separate yeah, times. Okay, right? Yeah, they're different. When events. is when is that stated? Well, it's clear because in the flashback with Luke in the Last Jedi, uh, you he's see in his jammies. He's in his jammies, and then uh, no rain, mind you. Uh, then in the Force Awakens flashback, he is in the Kylo Ren outfit. He has the red lightsaber as opposed to the blue one that he blocked Luke's lightsaber with. Um, and it's raining, and he's got all his other Knights of Ren dressed up okay. with him as Knights. So of Ren. let's 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 workshop this. Um, Luke goes to kill his nephew at night. No, Ian, I, Ian, you're looking at Matt like I'm a crazy person, but because I'm not following, I'm right, not being that's an asshole. Fine. I'm not no, following no, no, you. No, no, that's fine. Come with me. Come with me on this journey. I just want to make sure we're getting we're getting these beats right. Um, Luke Skywalker goes into his nephew's hut in the Jedi, the new you know Jedi learning quarters. Don't you feel like he would have a nicer thing than a hut? Like, well, you know, they. I, I imagine they're like Saint Francis. They like the simple things. They don't need anything but themselves, a lightsaber, and the Force. Got it. Okay. So all they need, all they need is shelter from the outside elements. So Luke goes in to kill his nephew because in Ryan Johnson's version, he is a psychopath. <laughs> Kylo Ren, in this instance, brings the house down on Luke right. and runs away. Right. Yes. Luke, from this point, wakes up, 
reaches out of the rubble, goes to R2, yes. looks at bodies on the ground, and the place... Whoa, 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 Matt, let me finish. And the place burning down, puts his hand, mechanical hand on R2, and that's end scene. But Kylo Ren, he brings the house down on Luke, he leaves to the other Jedi barracks. He's like, bros, bros, my uncle's tried to kill me. We got to get out of here. He leaves. And then a couple days later, comes back, and then they have a big showdown? Years later. There's no showdown, really. I said a couple weeks. I I would think, why why weeks? Why are you putting putting a time stamp on it? Because you guys said it doesn't happen in the same night. It It doesn't. it, It doesn't. When does it happen? Who knows? It could be years Just later. Two different times. That's all we know. It's not. Yeah, it could be time. years later that he returns. In the flashbacks we see in the Last Jedi, which Luke, Ryan Johnson didn't watch. Luke, I'm starting to think Paul no, didn't no, watch no. it either. I know, right? Luke pulls his hand, his mechanical hand, out of the rubble, and the next scene is him crying next to R2D2, looking at the scattered. On fire remains of his Jedi Academy. So, if Kylo Ren comes back, like, well, like when does so Kylo Ren by himself burns Maybe, everything down? Well, here's here's the thing. Maybe Kylo Ren does go crazy and wipes out all those kids. It's not necessarily the same event. That's what we're saying. It's not here's, the same. It's not necessarily the same event. Here's the. Problem. I don't understand where you're making the jump that one thing is fictional and the other thing is not. I don't understand. Here's the problem. What's, who cares? Yeah, who, who cares? Here's the problem. It's terrible storytelling because none of us really know. Because I'm telling you what happens in The Last Jedi. Luke leaves. Luke, you see that. One scene, hand comes out of the rubble. Next scene, he's crying, kneeling beside R2 right, but what, yeah, when I, everything's I in you. ruins. What makes you think that the scene in The Force Awakens is now null and void and those things did not happen? Because I think Ryan Johnson is purposefully not acknowledging things from The Force Awakens. He he's not, but they still happen, though, man. Like they there's they still exist. Like, do they? Why are but, you really but, doing yeah, this? Yeah, because why? Me crazy. What's, te- what's telling you, Matt, Matt? Matt, you're putting your hand to your head like you don't believe me either. What is telling you in the narrative of these two stories that that really happened? That all the things that happened in that force dream that Ray had were all real. Like she was stranded she was on a the planet. Past, then she saw the present and the future. What was the future? Her in the woods, uh in the snowy woods with Kylo Ren. Okay. I just don't understand why we're taking the one thing that we sort of just mentioned as, hey, these villains that could possibly be a fill-in for Snoke like, I don't know why we're casting doubt on that. Because I don't think, because I think this is something that Ryan Johnson cast off. Well, is, that's fine, but he's is not. Is, is this doesn't need explanation. He's making fucking casino kid slave movies now, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, like, that. that's where I'm at. I don't, based on what we get from The Last Jedi, uh, so let's, let's take The Last Jedi. This is the only Star Wars movie we're seeing. Like, based on what happens in this movie, and I, one of the reasons I didn't like The Force Awakens is because you need to rely on other things to make that movie a complete movie. So, if we're taking The Last Jedi as its own movie, from what that movie tells us, Kylo, like, they have, Kylo Ren and Luke have their incident in the, in Kylo Ren's boudoir. Luke's going to kill him. Kylo Ren thinks he's going to kill him. Kylo Ren brings the house down on him, and then he runs away. <laughs> Such a funny figure of speech. Boudoir? No, he brings the house down. <laughs> well, he does. He, he brings the house down on him. And, but that's, that's know, all we know. It. Like, Kylo... They showed three times in the movie, yeah. Yeah, he brings the house down on him in order to get away. Right. And Luke brings the house down on him because Kylo Ren's afraid of him. Like, I get that, but there's no... Like, there's no further explanation of, you know, the fires and the taking 
I, I think there's a line about Kylo Ren took students with him and they killed other students and but there's no like the there's no real definitive view of how all that happened. Right. No, that's something isn't. to that's something to be explored, but it's sort of silly to sit here and say that it absolutely didn't happen because they haven't explained it yet. No, I didn't there's say, a whole third yeah, movie. I didn't say it didn't it, it definitively didn't happen. But it's just. But you put it in question, which was a little because, silly. Yeah, because it's just more open-ended question marks well, from okay. the Force Awakens that yeah. Ryan Johnson was like, "We don't need to deal with this." Or Disney right, said, right, right. I hey, understand hey, that. don't answer this. We've got an animated series planned for this." I don't think it's that. Uh, I think that maybe it just wasn't relevant to this story. Yeah, I would like to have known really like what the Knights of Ren were all about, but it really didn't affect this story. Now it might affect things in the next one, like Matt, Ian said, as they're that. as they are uh you know, maybe kind of like needing like new villains, maybe there's an opportunity to bring those guys in. They're pretty cool too. Like I would be into a group of Kylo Ren. Paul, what can't I do? You can't, you can't set up a series of movies, mm-hmm. one that's going to lead into the next, mm-hmm. which clearly The Force Awakens was doing, mm-hmm. and then get to the second one and be like, meh, we're not going to deal with any of that. I, but they did. I agree. I agree with that. They did? Yeah, they ignored stuff. Oh, yeah, right. I, I know right. you can do that, but... Like that's not the movie that I'm going to enjoy. Paul, uh, yeah, Look, you're right. I'm not. I'm not. I am by no means a prequel fan. But each one of those is a satisfying movie in its own right. It has a beginning and an end. Each one of the original trilogy it has a beginning and an end. Force Awakens has a beginning. And then it just slips right on into the the last Jedi, and the last Jedi is like, yeah, all that stuff JJ did. Hmm, we're not really worried about it. We're doing some other stuff now, and it's it's just this giant fucking question mark. So now am I am I supposed to be like, oh, I will. You know what? I'll hold my judgment on these two movies until I see the third one. Well, no, I mean, like, I, I think judge them on their merits. They stink. Um, I think that The Force Awakens did the J.J. Abrams thing where he he's great at starting things. He gave us really awesome characters that we, I think that we were in love with and a lot of great ideas and didn't wrap them up. That's what J.J. Abrams does. Clearly, what Ryan Johnson does is come in and say, psych, for two and a half hours. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I, I appreciate larger storytelling. I appreciate serial storytelling, but I want my episodes to give me a satisfying portion of the larger story. The Force Awakens did not do that. Every time I watch The Force Awakens, I have more questions than I did the previous time. Right. And this one was like. You know all those questions that you thought you were going to get answered? Fuck them. We're not answering any well, of Well, they answered shit. a lot of them. They just gave us answers that were unexpected. Or be- purposefully unsatisfied. Because they were unexpected. Well, not, like I said, not because they were right, but because they were unexpected. That was more important than anything. They told us who Ray's parents are. Yep. Do we believe that? Like, and there, that was, there and are that was, theories And that was there. the end of answering questions. That was that was the only answer we got. What were some of the un? Well, you had a lot of questions that you had. What were some of the unanswered questions, Paul? How did Maz Kanata get that lightsaber? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? That's a story for another time. A.K.A. Bullshit. a comic book. Bullshit. What happened to C3PO's red arm? Bullshit. Um, that, that we who know is, that they like, answered that in the comic. If book. if all Luke Skywalker wants to do is disappear off the face of the galaxy and die, 
Why is there a map leading to where he is? Who's Lord Santeca? Why does why does R two D two have some of the map? Who is Lord Santeca? Why does he have some of the, the map? Knights of Ren? Why is Poe Dameron tasked? Why is Poe Dameron tasked as the only pilot trusted enough to find that information if he can't be trusted with Admiral Haldo's job in this movie? It's a fucking disaster. It's one questionable disaster after another at the end of that movie. And this one, the only, the only one this answers is, oh, Ray's parents? Nobody. You don't know them. You don't know. And in the grand scheme of things, in the, in the grand, the, the theme of, you can, you don't need to be a Skywalker to be a Jedi. Anyone can be a Jedi. Which is you know hilarious. What? Which, yeah, Matt, tell me. Tell me why it's hilarious. Well, because they've been bill, billing um, this saga since the beginning as about family. or Family. There you go. And uh, suddenly family gets thrown out the window like it's unimportant. Um, well, it, not, it, not even that. Mm-hmm. We saw three prequels of about a billion Jedi right. from different families. Right. Clearly highlighting the point, you, that can, you can be, be anybody, anybody, and be a Jedi, right? And there's just a different way that they could have even delivered. Paul, you mentioned probably, uh, it, or there, there's, there's another way that you can say that Ray's nobody. I, I think that if somebody else gives her the news, or if you're also not hyping up throughout the... If you're going to do that, don't hype it up throughout the entire movie where you're having, like, mirror things and Kylo Ren brings up three or four different times. I know who who your parents are. I know who your parents are. And then finally, when we get the answer to it, he's just like, you're a piece of trash. Nobody cares. It's uh, There was just some alcoholics that sold you off to, you know, a traitor. It, It doesn't matter. One of the most worthless scenes, worthless, wasted 10 minutes in this movie. Ray in the magic hole. She goes down. Oh, yeah. She snaps her fingers a bunch of times and she finds out, oh, it's just herself. And for a minute I was like, oh, this is, this is subverting my expectations because at the end, you were your own parents. She's like, I want to see my parents. And then she wipes the fucking thing off and it's herself. And I'm like, oh, fuck, the midichlorians are back. She's born she's a, yeah. of midichlorians. And I was kind of okay with that. But then yeah, at least later that on, would Kylo back. Ren's like, hey, dumb dumb. Your parents are fucking junkies. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's I, just you know so what? dismissive and shitty to a question that we've been asking for two yeah. years and, you know and that the movie itself built up for an hour and a half. I am okay with that too. Because I am one hundred percent okay. That the movie insulted you? No. I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay with the movie insulting me, but I'm not okay with bad storytelling. And that's exactly what this is. I'm okay with the idea of the Force can come from anybody. You don't need to be a Skywalker yeah, that, that's fine. to be a Force-sensitive. But we got an entire prequels of movies about people coming from different lineage that are force sensitive, and even the the original and that's a new hope started off with Luke Skywalker being, being a nobody. farm boy from right. nowhere, and he was nobody. Right. So that's and what that's, the first right. movie was about, exactly. And that's the message of the the original trilogy. It's the hero's journey. Kid comes from comes from nothing, and is the greatest Jedi. So it doesn't really upset me that Rey comes from nothing, but at this point, after the prequel story the Anakin trilogy, and then the Luke story, the Skywalker trilogy, to this one, like, it's a better story. It's better drama. It's, it, 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 it grips the audience more if there is an, if there's a reason Ray and Kylo Ren are at complete odds with each other because the theme of this movie is light versus dark. And yeah, there's something to be said for two strangers being light and dark, but if they're strangers, 
there's no reason for them to want to save each other. The- thematically, it's nature versus nurture, and it is the nurturing gone wrong of Kylo Ren being taken in by the greatest Jedi of all time, Luke Skywalker, and being trained to be a Jedi. And and even that, in that safe environment, it going wrong, where his, let's say, sister gets sold off to a junk planet and still turns out to be an equally great Jedi and a force of light. It's that is a good story in a great way that that's star Wars incarnate, but I guess it doesn't. Ray knows nothing about Kylo Ren. Nothing. She knows he's the bad guy. He's force sensitive. She doesn't know anything about the force, right? She fights him in the forest. That's all she knows about this guy. But like so, by the time you get to her in the Last Jedi, her motivation is: we need to save this guy to turn him against the First Order because then he'll shut down the First Order. Like, there's no, there's no real emotional grip between the two of them for her to want to save him. Why would she want? To save Kylo Ren, yeah, if like, she's if she doesn't have some internal struggle because they're related, or, Matt, because they had that force connection, it wasn't until then that her opinion of him started to change. Up until that point, he was a monster. He killed Han Solo. Blah blah blah. He but, almost killed Finn. Right, but then they have that bizarre connection that. She doesn't understand, but there she thinks there's meaning to it. So now she's starting to see like maybe there's another side to him. Maybe he can be redeemed. So So it's but it's during that connection where she's bawling her eyes out because he killed Han Solo, who she knew for about an hour. Complete stranger, but she's bawling her eyes out because a complete stranger's dead. And she's like, you're a monster. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I am. I'm a monster. And, but she's, but there's no real reason that she should want to, want repentance for him. There, there isn't. There's no, there's no good reason for her to want to save him. He admits to being a monster. There's no good reason other than. Boop, Ryan Johnson. I never watched the source material. It's, it's the, it makes no sense. It's the same reasoning as Luke wanting to turn his father Drink back. Drink green titty milk and <laughs> then sit on an island till he dies. Turn his father back. <laughs> if the... green titty milk is the equivalent of alcohol sitting here until I die, I'm in on that story. Luke wants to turn Vader back to the side of light in Return because of the Jedi. Just... I, yes, that's why. Father? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm One saying. Time. Because it's his father, and there's a familial connection, and he believes in him because he's part of his family, and that's the things that you his do for your family, family. and that's family. part of the themes of Star Wars, but I guess it doesn't matter. I guess not. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it kind of is a little bit weak, uh, unless there's some kind of deeper connection but I don't think they Which really we, explain like, yeah we may get it there's a whole other you know we're we're going on the basis that this is going to be a trilogy prequels were a trilogy original trilogy was a didn't trilogy didn't it feel like they wrapped it up pretty tight it was it was a mix of the middle and the final film right but Marvel is just blowing this shit out so maybe Disney's like this doesn't need to be a trilogy we can just keep going well, it might need to be just two movies. And that's yeah, I, it. I think I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm done. Like so, Daisy Ridley buddy, already said she's out after the next one. So I mean, I, money talks. Um, Disney will have well, all the she money. Clar- she clarified her statement. Um, Did she? What yeah, she said? Basically, if the price know, is right. The worst. Yeah, yeah. Daisy, I know it was zero. Like I honestly kind of like if Daisy you, Ridley's If you can accents. promise me family, like I hate the way you do it, but That's I, exactly I do. How I, she does it. I I enjoy it. I don't know. Maybe I like what you do. What you're doing over there? She's got those like, giant, like when, gigantic teeth. When uh, the Falcon comes, another just a a quick hit. Falcon comes down on crate to divert 
the TIE fighters away from the battle. And uh, she was like, oh, I like this. Like, I liked, I, I didn't do it very good, but I like, oh, I was, like this. <laughs> it was cute how she said it. I, I, I don't hate it her was, accent. It was actually really cool to see her in a lighter moment because up to that point, it was heavy, heavy, heavy with her the whole because time. Because she needs to deal with that fucking asshole on Act 2. <laughs> For the whole movie, and finally she's like chewy and porgs and shooting guns at bad guys. Porgs. This is awesome. Porgs. <clears throat> Paul, I'm gonna come back to you. Look, no, we're, I'm coming back to you. I'm coming we're back by to no you. means wrapping this up. Like no, no. I said before, we'll do like we'll do seven episodes of this. What is this? What it takes? All right, guys, it's gonna do it for this part. But don't worry, we'll be back in no time with part three of our The Last Jedi discussion. Stay tuned for that. See you around, kids. Mm -hmm.